Welcome back to Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin, as usual and always. Um, in the, if you notice, we've been doing some uh, local, a little more local coverage this year. Uh, it's because there's stuff, I think, is sort of coming to a head here. Uh, these, these seeds were laid, uh, you know, three or four or five years ago uh, with the house shows starting up. Uh, again, in earnest, uh, and they never really went away. But um, and bands realizing that you know there's all kinds of different music here, and people working together and figuring out how to do it right. Um, one of the reasons uh, that I think this has been so successful is because of our guests on the podcast today, uh, one Paul Vodra and Tony Pareco. Uh, they run the site called Hometown Sounds, which is an internet radio station and a podcast that features exclusively music from uh, DC. Uh, they have been doing this since uh, around 2010, 2011, which is when uh, there, there seemed to be a rise of a lot of sites come up around their music sites. Uh, I, know, I know that was when we came up. I knew DC Music Download. Uh, but for my money, uh, Hometown Sounds has sort of always been the best because they, they get right to it. They just give you the songs. And, and with the with the podcast, you know, there is some commentary. There is some contextualization. Uh, but really, it, it is about the songs and it is about... Uh, how these two gentlemen hear what's going on in this town and what, what they want you to hear. Uh, they are both uh, huge advocates of music. They can be seen out at shows three, four, five nights a week. Uh, in fact, Tony's in a band, um, Black Checkers, I think, and uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit. So uh, got to know Paul a little bit, invited him to the basement, and we had a few beers, uh, and just talk about all this stuff, what's going on in D.C., talk about podcasting, talk about um you know, creativity in general. Um, why? Why now? Why here? Uh, you know what's going on? Can you can you do this anywhere? Uh, typical themes that we've talked about all year on this podcast. Uh, but really great to uh, talk to some people who sort of share uh, our views on this and are, and are trying to to make the musical world a little better place. Hopefully, uh, so you're only going to get one podcast this week uh, because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, so. Be, this one being a little longer, figured a good enough time as any to put it out. Uh, so, you know, when you're, uh, you're relaxing in your turkey coma or uh, maybe you're driving uh, to see your family uh, all by yourself, uh, put this on if you haven't, if you haven't checked us out yet. Uh, hopefully uh, we can entertain you for a little while, uh, talk about uh, some music we love and uh, I think some pretty important things. So without further ado, uh, we're just going to get to it now. Uh, here we go with episode 92 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, with Hometown Sounds proprietors Paul Vodra and Tony Pareco. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Really, two words of view, just a shit sandwich. That right there is a lot of a
Yeah, I think that some people don't want to like commit. And they'd like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to really listen to this all the time whenever they put it out. So I'm just going to go to the site and push the play button on the site. Just yeah. listen to this one. And then they listen to like the next 10 in a row. And you're like, God, you know, you can really just subscribe. It's yeah. okay. You know. So, so actually to start, that is, and, and I'm going to get this right now. Tony yeah. Porecco. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Uh, Paul uh, Vedra? Vodra? <laughs> Vodra? <laughs> whatever. It's all close enough. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you guys are the proprietors of uh, Hometown Sounds mm-hmm. uh, in Washington, D.C. here. Uh, a little podcast, a little internet radio. Yep. Uh, let's start with, first of all, what exactly do you guys do? Oh, man. Well, uh, we have an internet radio station, and it plays D.C. music 24-7, all genres. Um we have, of course, a website, mm-hmm. you know, a blog. And on the blog, uh, every weekday, I try to play a music video because I love music videos. I am 38 years old. I grew up recording music videos mm-hmm. off of MTV onto VHS. Wow. You know? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, did, I, we've actually talked about doing, uh, we'll talk after, we're talking about doing a feature like on our side, like about doing exactly that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I just, there's some songs that I, I really love more because of the awesome videos. Mm-hmm. So if we were to find a VHS tape at your mom's house, oh, yeah. Yeah. what what are some videos that would likely be on that? Ooh, I mean, we're talking, we're talking late 80s here. Okay. So we're talking, you know, uh, bangles, mm-hmm. Eddie Money, uh, definitely all the hair metal. I was definitely a hair metal guy in I th- high school. I think you actually have to have one dedicated to uh, Sting, Fortress Around Your Heart. <laughs> that, that video is fucking badass. Yeah. I can't hear the song and not be like, check it out. Oh, man. Yeah. The little midget comes up and thinks, Mr. Sting, Mr. Sting. <laughs> we, we also uh, had a conversation on our podcast because Tony had never heard of the single before. Because you have to be a very specific age, yeah, to have really you I know. I wish I hadn't because it's coming back, but another <laughs> <is coming> <laughs> conversation. Yeah, totally. So you know, th- definitely like coming of age musically in that era has yeah. you know marked me. So anyway, music videos on the site, um, and then we do a podcast which we try to do biweekly, mm-hmm. uh, where we play DC music. It's I think of it as in the the style of all songs considered. Yeah, where you know it's me and Tony. Occasionally, there'll be somebody else on the show. Occasionally, a third. Yeah, you know, unicorn. Yeah. Uh, and we will play this, the songs that we like. Um, we will do research to unearth these, oftentimes new bands mm-hmm. that have put up an EP on Bandcamp for free and are playing shows at DC Nine, Galaxy Hut, places like that. Um, that really no one's heard of yet. Yeah, yeah. And we, we Google them. We find that, oh, they're from here. They're from Ashburn. They're from Fairfax. They're from uh, Upper Marlboro, you know, all these places. And, and we play them. We, we, we really like all that stuff. And we just want to get the word out more about the stuff that's happening in D.C. So about when, when did you guys start this? So I started it, I think, almost three years ago. Okay. Um, whenever that was, 2011. Yeah. Um, it was, I think, December 2011 was when I launched the station and had a site and started that I think the podcast i don't do you remember when the podcast started tony it, it, was, it was i think it was august of 2011 maybe maybe 2012 2012 august, yeah okay yeah so was was encouraged by some friends to mm-hmm. take over the internet radio station's automatic function do some live yeah uh, uh just you know playing songs like i was back on college radio and um just hit the record button 
and recorded it. And I was like, oh, I have this thing. It's like a podcast. Why don't I just put this out as a podcast? It started out being just me. Sure. And I quickly realized that it would be so much better if there was another person <laughs> to talk to. So it's not just me talking to nobody. So, and then Tony came along and it was great. And and you were, uh, you just mentioned like you were on college radio. Was like, I was on do, college radio. You did do college radio. So yes. I, I was going to like ask like, like where the idea to come up with this? Like you've mentioned, like all songs considered, which yep. is a good. It's actually the first time I met Bob. I was like, I'm going to steal your business model, <laughs> uh, but and he was just like, that's fine. It's a good business model, man. <laughs> well, it involves public radio. Huh? It involves like donations and stuff. Well, like that's that. true, but yes, well, it's what, quite a complicated what I was talking model. about was more more the way uh, they they talk about music, what they what mm. they put out. You yep. know, they do their pod. The, the the explicit point of I think all songs considered and and. In large respect, your mm-hmm. podcast is to just expose people to music. Yep, to be a cheerleader for this stuff, yep. which is actually super important. And uh, so, at what point were you sitting around, like before even the podcast, but say the radio station, and being like, you know what, I'm doing all this stuff. I need to just fucking make a site. <laughs> so basically, I got the idea for it probably pretty close to the first time I ever went to Fort Reno. And I'm really embarrassed to say that I didn't go to Fort Reno until like 2008. I've never 2007. been. 2007. Oh, man. I know. Fort Reno is the best. I love Fort Reno. Yeah. I, and, you know, Fort Reno has been going f- since the late 60s, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and it was legendary. I never went when Fugazi was playing or Q and Not You or all the stuff that everybody's, you know, crazy that they went to and it was awesome. But uh, finally, I think it was because DCist was writing about it a lot. I think it was maybe around the time that there was that arsenic scare and yeah, there was, yeah, yeah. and maybe it wasn't going to happen. And I, I was like, why, why are people this crazy and upset about that? This is, thing isn't going to happen. Why is it so important? And so I went and realized, Oh, this is why, because the vibe is so awesome here. Yeah. It's all these people who look like they used to go to a lot of shows and now they have kids yeah. and they don't get to go to shows very much anymore, but they come and they, they bring out their, uh, their picnic blankets. They get the, the big ear muffs on their kids so they don't lose their hearing yeah. and they run around, they go get uh, stuff from Whole Foods and they lay out and watch these bands. And sometimes the bands are terrible. Sometimes they're pretty good. Right. Occasionally they're totally awesome. No one's making any money. Right. It's totally for the love of it which is fantastic. And it was at that point that I realized, oh, all these bands are local. They're all from D.C. That, and like, there's a bit of hometown pride here that the people mm-hmm. are there to support the bands that are around them. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. I wonder if that could be... My initial idea was to make it a DJ night because um, I was doing some random DJing right. at the time. I thought, well, let's make this a DJ night con- committed to all... DC music of all different kind of genres, and that's what I did for about a year at the Argonaut. God, I fucking love that place. <laughs> Argonaut was great, and in like 2008, 2009 was a golden era when they, you know, had that little upstairs room, and they had DJ stuff going on there. Yeah, and so they booked me there. They also had rats going on up there, but that's Ooh. neither here nor there. Yes, <laughs> and they had very. Uh, high functioning alcoholic bartenders. Well, that's you yeah. know, yes, they but, were. They were I mean, pros. Look, I mean, you come like so. So I'm from. I lived in Richmond for ten years before coming up here and moved up here for the lady. And that was actually we lived. She lived in Capitol Hill at the time. That was one of the first places we went. Mm. And so coming from Richmond, where everybody is 
a high functioning alcoholic, <laughs> not to gross generalizations, yep. but but yeah, I mean you gotta have that. Yeah, otherwise definitely. your bar's no good. Oh my god, and they were great. They were you know it was some great great times up in that room. And actually, you know they had the fire, uh-huh. and I was there the night before the fire. I was DJing I think- just hours before that thing happened. Seriously? Yep. Wow. Yeah. And so and that was really sad when that uh, when that happened. And then when it came back, they said, you know what? We're not going to do this uh, DJ stuff anymore. Yeah. We want to be more of a restaurant. So that was the end of that for a while. Yeah. And they have. They, 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 yeah. they have thrived. Mm-hmm. So. Well, they still do stuff like trivia nights. Right. And, you know, but not, it's definitely not like a big party scene up there anymore, which is right. fine. Right. You know, that's what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. True. So you start this internet radio station. There are a lot of uh, legal hurdles mm. that, I, that I have read on your site. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, we don't necessarily. It's not that I don't think we have to deal with them. I, I don't deal with them. There you go. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. But but you actually, I think, do. So so in starting in a radio station, what what were you looking at? Where were you standing? Like, I want to play all these songs. What do I got to do? Right. Exactly. And I wanted to be able to play anything. I wanted to be able mm-hmm. to play the stuff that people put up for free on Bandcamp. Which shouldn't be any problem, you know. I'm sure that all those people would love to have their stuff sure. played. Um, but I want to be able to play, you know, old Chuck Brown that's yeah. on real labels and, you know, all, whatever. So I realized that I needed to deal with the licensing. Um, and man, when I first started looking into it, you know, doing ASCAP and BMI filings mm-hmm. and oh my God, it was crazy. I mean, there's, there's a, <clears throat> I swear. So, I mean, I, I should say we do. Very different podcasts. Yes. Like, you know, like, yep. uh, very, and, and so we can get away with a lot of stuff under just fair use. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. <laughs> we do, but. No, but, you guys do a good job. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you, when you're looking at doing stuff like what you're doing, which, and say what All Songs is doing, or yep. any podcast that is, or even, it's essentially a radio broadcast. You have things like sync licenses. You mm-hmm. have to worry about, like, copyright. You have to worry about not necessarily, like, the. Uh, like the band could be like all for it, but they might not own the rights to that. Mm-hmm. And so, when you were setting this up, were you just like, "Holy shit!" Like um, this is not viable, or here's like because you obviously you didn't because it's still going. There you go. And so once I found this this uh, this service uh, stream licensing that you know basically you pay them a monthly fee and they monitor your stream, they take notes on it, and they. Um, do all the ASCAP and BMI and CSAC and Sound Exchange filings for you. Um, once I found out about that, it was sort of like that was the golden key that unlocked the whole thing. Um, because, you know, I want to do things right and above board. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little sad that you sort of know that that money that you're paying isn't really going to the people that deserve <laughs> yeah, it because yeah. it's going to <laughs> Britney Spears and Katy Perry and whoever yeah. else, you know. So, I mean, I guess maybe Sound Exchange is probably giving it to the right people. A minuscule amount still, of it. though, somebody in the middle. I mean, I think they do uh, good work, I, I think. But they, still, yeah. like, th- there's a lot of people in the middle. Yeah. And it's a lot of problems. Like, I, I'm actually going to try to get uh, Casey Ray from uh, Future Music on mm. here uh, to talk about a little bit of that. But, because it is, uh, when you hear people talk about streaming and yep. stuff, like, theoretically, there's artists out there bitching that, like, you're streaming their songs and they aren't getting their cut. Mm. That's true. Like it's a weird landscape for as far as that goes. Exactly, and so I, I think you know, in, in terms of the podcast, I feel like as long as people feel like we are doing you know a positive thing for getting the word out about what they're doing, mm-hmm. exposing people to their music, as long as we're you know being positive about it and you know not really trying to make money. 
that they yeah. could get a cut of. Um, you know, I think things are fine. And, you know, we would if there was a song that we wanted to play, but it was on a label like a pretty major label, mm-hmm. um, like, for example, XX, right? Absolutely. On Merge Records. Just went to that show last Sunday night. Great show. Everybody in the DC music, uh, you know, blogosphere, whatever, was there tweeting about it, Instagramming about yeah. it. Um, I don't think that I would play XX on the podcast. I, I enjoy it. It's great. Um, and it's from DC and people are excited about it because it's great and it's from DC and it's getting yeah. national attention, which is great. But I mean, on the one hand, I feel like words getting out about that anyway. I don't feel like we need to, you know, no. educate our audience about what's no. going on with XX, but also like, I don't want to, I don't want to like come in the sights of, of merge records. I, you know, maybe they're cool. Maybe they're not. They I are. don't know. You know, I'm sure that they are pretty <laughs> cool. I'm sure they probably cool. wouldn't mind, but like why chance it? Yeah. You know, and there's all this great stuff that is on Bandcamp yeah. for free or pay what you want download or whatever that the bands put up themselves. Also, um, it makes assembling a podcast a lot easier week by week when even when we're researching on the fly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, often, you know, if something's not available, mm. you know, we, we kind of just say, screw it. You know, we, we're not going to work with this. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, and, you know, we do, we do have, you know, cuts or tracks that we try to get ahead of time. You know that yeah, before yeah. release sometimes, but you know I if that's if if something's not out there, it's often not out there for a reason. Um, Absolutely, maybe and, not a good reason, but a reason. Yeah, a reason. Right. Which yeah. We'll, we'll get <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so uh, you came in after I did the the thing. So and you were you came in? Did you come in specifically for the podcast, or I guess what's your relationship to like? The local music scene, and then Paul yeah. here. So I met Paul at a Listen Local first event. Okay. Um, Which was, that's, that's what those were best for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those things, I met so many people at those. It was great. And I actually, I remember our first, my first interaction with Paul was, I remember being really loud, and people kept telling me like to go find Chris. And I went up to Paul and was like, are you Chris? And, he, and Paul was like, no, I'm Paul. <laughs> and I, he gave me a card. And I, I'm a musician in a DC band. Which and band? Black Checker. Nice. Yeah. And we, I, you know, I was sort of, you know, to, in, the, in the words of John Mulaney, new in town. Yeah. So I, you know, at that point, I was really doing anything and everything I could to sort of, you know, get to get to know the landscape, get to know what's going on. Right. Um, I guess Paul and I just sort of I hassled him on Twitter. Well, and then I booked you for the show. Yeah. um, Paul booked our band for a uh, Hometown Sounds first anniversary. Right. Ill or was faded. it two year? It was one year. It was one year. It was the one year. Man, what a sh- what a show that was! Oh boy, that was yeah. that was at the uh, the Blink and You'll Miss It Ninth and Beats. Oh yeah. Um, and it was on a Saturday afternoon. Yes, because that's when everybody wants to rock out. But <laughs> and, yeah, and that's, what, that's what yeah Ninth and Beats was about. That's so. right. <laughs> doing doing whatever in a weird sort of way. But yeah, yeah and so um, and Tony was actually I think. The biggest fan of the podcast. Yeah, I and you know, I really thought you know, like, how would he ever know or care who I am? Like, he's got to have you know hundreds of people listening to his show. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, when in actuality, now the curtains pulled back, you know yeah, exactly. I, I, in actuality, I, I might have been the first subscriber to the podcast. <laughs> really were, yeah. Um, I don't know. I remember listening to the first episode that I heard, and 
that there was a Presto Bando track and I was just like, oh God, yes. Like now yeah. I am, I found what I'm going to be listening to like every other week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and then Paul sort of enlisted me sort of that following January and was like, yeah, you want to write for the site? And I was like, okay. Yeah. The podcast seemed to actually be a little bit of an afterthought. I actually, I felt really privileged like the first time I was on the podcast. I was like, wow, I earned this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, were, awesome. were you like, "Holy fuck, I'm on a podcast"? Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah. I mean, I was also sort of, I, I mean, I also really felt like, "Wow, I'm, I'm doing a podcast with like one of my idols." Yeah, nice. bit. about this music stuff that yeah. you're like trying to really get into, and yeah. you know, putting a lot of effort into, which is awesome. Like that was one thing that I thought was really cool. Is like, I feel like a lot of bands like they just want to like play shows and sort of expect that their music will lead the way, you know, and they don't really put effort into networking and yeah. you know and i thought like wow this guy tony like he's really he wants to meet all the bands out there he wants to really know what's going on uh he wants to be involved in it which is awesome yeah it, i mean you know there's a little bit of column a and a little bit of column b uh i love the music um you know also i you, like you've been the, watching archer <laughs> <laughs> yes is, is that a no I, I haven't seen archer in quite some time <laughs> okay but no i've been watching archer okay <laughs> okay but i really felt like that it, it's important to be able to give something back to expect something sure. in return. Um, so, I mean, there's a little bit of self-interest. I enjoy, you know, sort of being someone that people can turn to uh, for a plug. Um, you know, it sort of helps me in my endeavors. But, um, you know, I I really find the community to be really, really special. Mm -hmm. And I like sort of, you know, being a connector in that regard yeah i mean let, let's touch on that a little i mean we're all musicians to varying degree here you, you said you play drums what yep. do you play guitar nice um i, I play uh, at this point actually everything because i'm old that's what happens <laughs> you have you have about four or five years and then all of a sudden it's all gonna lock in nice but um but yeah i i mean that idea of you aren't just like fuck yeah i'm in this band motherfucker fuck you it's like <laughs> like if you're you if you're a musician, like it's it's your job to not just like make right songs. I mean, that's your that's your job, but you also should care about it enough, I think, to talk to people about it and make them understand why, like they should either care about it or like if you're me, be like, no, you should do that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, we we've had like uh, when Madeline, uh, who's now the Nine Thirty Club, was our intern here. Like we were like, no, play drums. Just just play drums. Yeah. She's like, this sucks. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. Just keep fucking playing drums and stuff. <laughs> um, and you put that in people's hands, I think, and all of a sudden it opens up a whole different way of thinking and different way of speaking mm -hmm. about, like, music. Yeah. Like, I, I've spent the year, I think, I'm pretty down on, on PR now. <laughs> right oh, really? Now. Uh, there, it, it, it's a weird gated community. Mm. Um, and like pretty down on like how people talk about music, mm -hmm. you know, criticism is good, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of actual, it's like more like, look at all the shit that I can say about something mm. and it has ends up being nothing to do, um, with the actual piece of music, which is why actually why I listen to you guys podcasts because you are way less curmudgeonly than I am, <laughs> so like I can I can listen to that and and hear like this is stuff that there's no judgment passed on it. There's no this is just like this is fucking good music and it's happening now. Exactly right, and it's happening here. Right, 
what do you think just proximity like made you focus on like local the local scene just like you're here so like this is what we're doing so so i want to tell a little story here so in the late 90s so i graduated college in 97 moved to arlington have been pretty much in arlington ever since and in the late 90s i was into a lot of electronic dance music yeah and ska because it was late 90s paul loves the ska love that oh man the pie tasters Man, those are great guys. Five tasters used to come to Virginia Tech when I was there. Yeah, a guy, a guy I knew, like tried to play in them once. Uh, that's <laughs> actually when I was in Roanoke, and then he like did too much heroin. Oof. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, so um, I lived within walking distance of Iota, and I had a bunch of cool friends, and they started taking me to Iota to see a band called Last Train Home, mm-hmm. and that was totally not in my wheelhouse at all. That kind of music, that like alt country thing, roots rock, the kind of stuff that Iota is known for and has been known for. Yeah, you know that was. I didn't know anything about that kind of music. I didn't listen to that stuff in the '90s, and I f- first started going, and I was like, "Yeah, this is okay." But they played every two months, like clockwork, mm-hmm. Friday night, Saturday night, um, and so we would just go a lot. And over time, I really fell in love with their live performances. Yeah. And it was great. And I would get the albums and I'd be like, nah, it's not like it is live. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Uh, I feel like I listened to it so that I can learn a few more of the words so that I can sing along louder at the show. Um, and I just became a really huge last year home for that was like the first local band that I really, mm-hmm. you know, liked. And the beauty of it was that, I saw them live so many times. And the only real way that you can see a band that many times live to really fall in love with them, if that's, you know, how it's going to work out, is if they are from your area and therefore they play a lot. Yeah. You have a lot of chances to win. Um, And I, there's so much music now that. I, you know, like I've been listening to your show and you guys, you know, get together and you talk about the new Tweety record. Right, right, or the, right, right You know, right. like, and I, there's a lot of stuff that, like, I listen to live on the recording and it just doesn't sink in. Like, I listen to it five times, listen to it yeah, ten times. Yeah. It's okay. And then I go see them live. Yeah. And it's so much better. It's, I get into it. And I don't know if it's, you know, that they are more into the performing it live. If you're seeing it in a club and there's all these people around you and they're loving it, they applaud, they're dancing, they're having a great time. Right. You know, there's so there's so many benefits to getting to see stuff live and not just once. You know, like if you like whatever national touring act, how often are you going to get to see them live? Once every year, couple well, of years. I mean, if you're a fan of fish, then you follow them. Oh down. my God. So, I know exactly. someone. I, I've seen them 30 times. So I, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. I know someone who is currently following Pearl Jam on tour and going to every single Pearl and Jam Honestly show. though, I mean, that that's, that's a thing, but like, but I think to your point is yeah. that, that what you're talking about is like to do that, that's so much fucking money. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And like, let's be clear. You've probably not seen Pearl Jam at Iota. No, no, no. Not even a band that. I mean, it's it's a um, it's a weird thing, and it may be my taste for developing or, or something, but it, it's something about like 
the only way I can really think to put it is like growing up. Mm. And then when when you're a kid, and uh, like I put that thing on Facebook today about Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like I got a thing from Pink Floyd's PR. Like the idea that me now, like I, that doesn't even I, I don't I don't process that. That's <laughs> fucking insane. Like, yeah. uh, okay, yeah. sure, but back then, like when I was really like falling in love with Pink Floyd, that's some like serious star fuckery that we all engage in mm-hmm. when you're like. You know, 12, 13, 14, you're mowing the lawn, you've got like, you know, quiet riot in your fucking like thing. What, whatever, it is, whatever it is that does that for you, you are um, like, y- you have no concept of not, not just like there is, these are real people, but th- these are, that you can do that. Mm-hmm. I think the, la- the, the, you can do that part of it is very few people get that, but at least like you have no concept of like, that these are real people. Yeah. And I, I think as you immerse yourself or get into a local scene, you realize, like oh, Brian yeah. Pagels from uh, uh, Beanstalk Library yep. was here, and uh, he said exactly that. He said, here's oh, the yeah. thing. It's like, we're doing these things, and like we're people. You can get to know us. You can talk to us. You can yeah. you, you touch us. And yep. like, then it gets awkward. But <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, there's so many, so many great people in the DC music scene in the bands that, yeah, are super friendly, mm-hmm. super appreciative of the kind of stuff that Tony and I do, putting them on the podcast, posting their music videos. You know, it's fantastic. Um, there is an upper crust of folks that I do not feel comfortable approaching. Well, like, I, I, I don't think I could walk up to Ian Spinonius unless it was at a book signing, which I did. How old are you, by the way? Not, not that it matters. <laughs> 28. Okay. I mean, no, it doesn't. If you listen back to this podcast, it sounds like I'm really ageist. I'm not. <laughs> I think it's good to know, like, where somebody's coming from in their development. It's, I, and, I know. should also mention I have a degree in psychology. So, oh. so therefore, like, it is, in my case, a relevant question. <laughs> um, no, and, and that's sort of what I'm talking about. Uh, if you walked up to Ian Savonius and was just like, hey, man, he, like. I know he'd be chill. But... He'd either be chill or he'd be a dick. Right. But that's, that's people. That, yeah. that that's not like the fact the fact that anybody makes music doesn't make him magic. Yeah, I know, and I I guess mm. you make music. I do. Yeah. I, I think the the question I mean here is I don't see Ian Spinonius at the house shows I go to every week. Yeah, yeah. Although I have seen him at the Rocket Ship, sure, and I feel like you could approach him at the Rocket Ship. You know? Yeah. Well, like I saw. Um, so uh, became friends with like uh, the guys in Sylvanesso this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Is uh, I I will plug myself now. Listen nice. to the podcast because it's fucking it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but they they are great people, and uh, so they played at the uh, Howard. They have sold out every show. This, this is two people made a record in their living room, and sold out the Howard. And it was up front, and somebody who knows Alex from Paper House, and mm-hmm. and is really in the scene. And she was going on and on uh, how this is her favorite band. And, oh my god, and postulating about like, and and younger, and this is like. Uh, you know, postulating like their relationship statuses and like maybe, and you know, what you do when you're younger, why, aside of why music is exciting. And I, and I just said, look, you know, they go up and talk to them. Mm. They would love nothing more. Yeah. And when I was leaving the Howard, like she was sitting there hugging Amelia. No. (laughs) It was just like, it's like, (laughs) fuck yeah. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that that's you know we're, we are off on a, a tangent like over here somewhere but I, <laughs> but I think people need to start thinking about like 
or and if it if it means you have to listen to like focus on local more, yeah, then do that. But start thinking about this as just like this is part of your this is part of community. This is like the the most serious part of like being a person. I think mm-hmm. music. I mean, I'm biased, but yep. Um, but yeah. So I hear you, man. Um, I kind of wonder how you ass- you know how you assess when people have made that break where maybe at the Maybe you shouldn't go talk to them. Like, at what point was could I could I talk to Ted Leo at a show? You know, I don't know Ted, but I know people who do. Yeah. And, and you could absolutely talk to Ted Leo at a show. Mm. That's good to know. Yeah, I'm going to tell him you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know Ted? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah. No, but but that's what I'm saying. It's like these are these are real. I mean, and it, it's it's hyper focused on a local scene. Like yep. these are real people making real music. I think that's the fight of what. Uh, Alex is doing the paper house, all the house shows and yep, stuff. Right. Um, it's, uh, I, I will say my personal opinion, it's nothing new, uh, but that's okay. Yeah. Like this is, this is each generation discovers all of this. Right. And, but right now in DC, at least it's particularly vibrant. Although we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, and we talked on the, uh, uh, Magnificent Intentions podcast, mm-hmm. bringing the two sides of the river together. Yeah, man, it's, it's not going to happen. How do we do that? Not going to happen. How do we do that? Because oh, so I live uh, in technically in Alexandria, but close to Sherlington. Uh-huh. Tony lives on off of North Capitol, right? On on North Capitol. On North Capitol. And nice. I mean, I so I can go to I when I when there's a show at Iota and Galaxy Hut, it's the best because I don't have to cross the river. I can, you know, it's easy to park. It's great. But Tony, I mean, like. Driving over to, I mean, you come over to my house to do the podcast, which I totally appreciate. Yeah, but like, man, I mean, people in DC, they don't, they don't want to. I mean, most of the time you don't have to drive. Most of the time you could take a cab and Uber, Uber, Metro. You know, yeah, and, and actually, Metro drops up right up the street from. Uh, that's true. There's parts of Arlington that you can Metro to, um, but yeah, people, people don't want to do it. And what's really funny is that there is this divide musically that um, that the Northern Virginia stuff. The stuff really that, you know, the Magnificent Intentions people are focusing on. You know, it's not all the Northern Virginia it's people. Not. but it's people it's, from in town. It is. Um, but, like, that's the kind of stuff that does not get love from the DC music yeah. sites. I mean, and, I mean, you know, there are some exceptions, but this whole Northern Virginia scene... It's a little on the twangier side. I don't really know yeah. what that's about. I mean, there's a couple of others, like there's Derek Avery yeah. and some other rockers, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit more roots rock. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of, I, I don't know why. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know why there's this proliferation over there and a little bit more on the punk and indie side over here. Um, I <laughs> Just how it works out. Yeah. You know? Open and, up, open up a history book. That's what I mean. yeah, exactly. But, and you know that that the the house show thing that's going crazy in DC right now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much in DC. You know, I mean, I'm sure that there are some house venues in Arlington in Northern Virginia, but they certainly well, do not get the press and love. They that the well, ones in no, DC. I, actually, to that point, actually, this is something I've been talking with people uh, not on record about. Like, oh, no, yeah. that's actually no. There are yeah, a lot of those guys like Ben Tufts yep. lives over. Uh, near Petworth, right, Sixteenth Street. Um, Letitia Van Sant mm-hmm. lives, uh, I think, a couple streets behind me. Oh, and she told me at the Lauren Cab show that they have house shows all the time. I was like, "You are fucking kidding me!" Or what? What is it? I mean, you know. So yeah, it, yeah, it, it's a press thing. It's like who's getting the press? It's like who's getting who's getting the thing? Yeah, and then uh, 
so one thing I will give uh, uh, was it DC DIT? Yes, it's like that. Yep. One thing I will give uh, give them in uh, like uh, home shows. Yep, uh, home shows. House it's shows. better than house shows because some people no, no, think no, it's house no, music. No, home sound. No, it's uh, Nick's home, home stage. Home, home stage. stage. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what Alex is doing with Paper House is that they are uh, whether they know it or not, damn good marketers because oh yeah, they got the word out. They did, and all of a sudden you've got like can't count them on two hands. Like, venues popping up mm-hmm. left and right and yep. people being like uh which to me is sort of exciting because it's not everybody starting a band but it is people being like wait i can do this mm-hmm. can I have shows in my house yeah i wouldn't yeah. want to have shows in my house personally but i appreciate going to that sort of thing we're, we're, we're gonna have a show here but are you it's gonna be private ha! yeah but not, I mean, not that private, obviously. Now that you, now you just talked about it. But when? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. There was actually um, fellow creatures. I don't know if you know them. Yeah. Uh, Sam's Swim. Uh, yeah. They're fantastic. And I went to see their first show ever at Bathtub Republic. Okay. Their soft opening. Their soft opening. And I was going to tweet about it. I was going to promote it until I looked closer at the Facebook event and found it was not pro- it was not public. And I said, oh, wow. Okay. I actually was invited to this show. Yeah. And I need to not tell everybody about it. So I didn't. And I went to the show instead, and it was great. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they and they're playing the uh, Magnificent Intentions Festival. They are. Um, and actually, uh, do you know Sean? What Sean Barna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's he's playing with uh, My Darling Fury from Richmond. Oh, yeah, mm. okay. Which is funny. So I mean, that's the thing about the house shows. Like they're they're servicing uh, this burgeoning like music scene in DC, and people just want to get out and play. Yep. And then, but they're also like, I, I knew the guys at My Darling Fury, and they were basically like. Nobody will book us. Mm. We keep talking to people in town. Nobody will book us. Yeah. Uh, they played a gig at DC9. They opened for somebody. Nobody was there. Oh. And yeah. they probably did door polling. <laughs> and they probably got no money. Well. <laughs> That's a whole other subject. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is, yeah. Yeah. They, they did, in fact, do door polling. Oh, man. Um, which is, uh, I mean, look, man. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's a bad practice, uh, but I I think Vinny's entitled to their right to marketing research. Yeah, figure out a better way to do it. Yeah, that's definitely. where I stand on door pulling. So. Yeah, um, but but all these things happening in D.C. and then, um, so are you guys? As far as there's Gus. Oh hey. Yeah. Um, you said you had the first anniversary show. Yeah. So. This is a thing that I'm sort of interested in. Okay. Coming up on five years, we have not had an anniversary show. <laughs> Ever. Is this a thing that, that, that blogs do? Is it the thing? Am I, am I doing it wrong? What, what I, made you do it? Oh. So putting on a show, putting on a show is a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. Um, but I feel like it's, it's such a great way to get your own name out there. Um, to have have it be an event, you know, have have people there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you get goodwill from the bands that you book. You know, if it's your name as well as their name, you know, bringing the show together, bringing all the people out. Um, you know, uh, so my friend Stephanie runs mm-hmm. DC Music Download, yep. and they have, I guess, about two or three shows a year now. Yeah, and. Um, and I mean, wow! That last show that they did—that was at the nine thirty club. They got like a thousand people there. I mean, it was yeah. crazy. I mean, you know, and for you know some obviously DC bands. Yeah, and they, now they also partner with 
charities. They so. do. They do. Um, but, you know, I mean, they still got their name out there in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're, you know, this Saturday they're doing, they're doing one the at the Howard. Howard. Yeah. So um, I think it can be a valuable thing. You know, it can be a lot of work. But um, getting back to what we were saying earlier about, you know, live music, like I think that's the best part about being a fan of DC bands is that you get to see them a lot yeah. more often live. And so putting on shows allows you to be a part of that as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, do you guys have any like favorite? Not, I mean, not to put you on the spot, <laughs> but, but I mean, no, I mean, some guys you've known have been playing. I mean, obviously Sam and like, yeah, love the ugly purple yeah, sweater. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great band. Um, Anybody else? Uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of crazy about Black Masala right yeah, now. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Love that band. Um, they're playing uh, tomorrow night, actually. Yep. Uh, Friday Funk night. Funk release show. Yep, exactly. So they, they put on a great show. And I like that I have seen them at the 930 Club, and I've seen them at Zeba Bar, you know, which yeah. is tiny. Um, and the people uh, love them. You know, they're, they're a party band. I like bands that put on a show. Yeah. We're on a live show, and I feel like that's one thing that DC does not do very well. I feel like a lot of the bands in DC are so about their music, and they just want to play their songs. They don't like dress in any special way. Yeah. They don't. Sometimes they don't interact with the audience very much. And I really appreciate when I see bands that do that. Although it can be crazy when you see a band like MH and his orchestra. That takes that to the which, absolute extreme. Which, so, so tell me about that because I, 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 I couldn't make it to that. Uh, we were talking about like when Daria was actually in the hospital. Oh so yeah, I could not make it to that show. Wow, what a show! And I have been hearing about these guys and hearing about these guys. And yeah, I'm just like I need to see these guys, and then that happened. I'm like, fuck, I miss these guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of it. You you will get another chance to see them yeah. probably pretty soon. Um, but wow, I mean, they they did costume changes on stage. They had set pieces. They processed in from the upper balcony of the 930 Club with banners. <laughs> they had a storyline. This show had a it had a plot. It was I, <laughs> wow. You no, know, it was totally unlike anything that any other bands in DC are doing right now. And I totally appreciate that because. Uh, I think that there is perhaps a little bit too much emphasis put on DC's punk rock history. I yeah, I think it's thank you for opening that door. Just Boom, it open it. I'll be yep. real. I, right. well, the thing is, it's not something that I have any especially big connection to. Um, it's I, it's not something that anybody except me and Paul's age has a distinct connection to. Yeah, you know. I mean, to be quite honest, I mean we've talked about it a lot and like. We did one and like somebody like a bunch of comments. There was a Facebook thing, and it's like that's not what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, it's like this happened in the, in the late eighties mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah, like you <laughs> should not know anything about that. Yeah, no, like, that should not drive away why you make music. No, not at all. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I like. Some of those bands, I like some of the music. Of course, of course. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't it really, it, it feels like archaeology to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we need two documentaries about that? Well, there's, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was actually asking a, a friend of mine, uh, Erica Bruce, like mm. she's a music photographer. And, yep. Um, about, about the one, first of all, that uh, Salad Days is, 
Uh, man, we're gonna get all the comments on this one. Um, <laughs> so Salad Days is first of all, you're making stuff about a scene that is like germane to DC only, mm-hmm. and it can only happen here. And there's a there's a reason all those bands happen. Yep, it's premiering in New York at CMJ hmm. or the, no, the CBGB Festival, and like from a commercial sense, that makes sense. From not being a dick sense, that doesn't make sense. You know, the the, the party is a black cat, like yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. People, but people are invested in two decades ago. They are invested in that. Yeah. Um. But, and that's fine. Like they can be as invested in that. They can have their shows at the black cat. They can make all their documentaries. That's fine. But that's like that's not what I want to focus on. Right. You know. That, well, that's certainly not what's going on here. Yeah. You know now. Again, to be fair, like there are sites around town that will consistently only talk about hardcore, mm-hmm. only talk about punk. I mean, it just keeps popping up. I mean, yep. it's hilarious. Like one will be like, "No, no, no, we're not, it's, the scene is so much better." And then like, like, "Oh, I just had a donut with Ian McKay." Yep. <laughs> like it, it, it's a weird. Would he eat a donut? <laughs> if it was vegan, yes. Like I, I don't know. I, it's just weird. We're in this weird bubble right now. Oh, yeah. Where there's a lot of people really concerned with this shit, and then there's a lot of people that are, like, trying to trying to not, but and, and but are backhandedly being like, but this is big, so we can mm. maybe, like, I, I haven't figured it out. Yeah. I am not in that preservationist camp. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, me neither. And, and I, I really appreciate the people that are, you know, booking a lot of different stuff. Like, I love that Alex... Um, you know, books, all kind of stuff at Paper yeah. House, uh, including like output message, uh-huh. you know, which is like, that's electronic dance music. That does not fit in very well at all with a lot of the stuff, but like he puts it in there and it works and it's great. Yeah. So that's, I, I, I like that sort of an attitude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's what, that's starting to bleed into sort of everything yeah. that like, uh, I mean, look, you, you gotta have something to write about. Hmm. If you're, if you're, like a journalist, you, you just do. Yep. You got to have something to write about. So, if uh, the scene we're talking about right now isn't as mature as it needs to be, mm-hmm. like that's not going to get you hits. Like we're talking about, like sites that get money, yeah, get paid right. to do that. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, we were talking about X Hex earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the the album's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I, but like there was no way like. Everybody in DC wasn't going to talk about that, um, but I've seen things tying it back to like the earlier scenes, and I'm like, just stop. Yeah, well, just it's stop. A, like, it's, I, it's an easy story to write. Yeah, yeah. I I think in the case of X Hex, there's also some pride, some real pride in. Well, it is pride. Yeah, Mary Timoney of um, doing something fantastic again. I don't know. There was a a lot of hype for the, for the deleted scenes album that came mm-hmm. out of uh, the spring. And I love that record. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there, it didn't quite get the attention that I think, you know, X hex got, um, it's, uh, less, I would say it's, it's less tied to that punk aesthetic far less. So, yeah, um, I mean, the other band that's gotten a lot of attention this year is, of course, Priests. Yeah, and, and who are mining that directly. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so... All right, so Priests. Yes. Here's the thing. Got on record, we talked about the record mm-hmm. on our podcast. I don't know if you listened to it. Um, 
as somebody who regularly enjoyed that type of sound, mm-hmm. and uh, like we were saying, like you know, we were, you know grew up. You know, I, was, I told the story in the pre-show where I was at a forgot in Salem, Virginia. They converted a club that only played country into a thing called the Alternative to get Fugazi to play there. Huh. It was about seven hundred seat venue, basically a big warehouse. Okay. First song, look over, probably a fourteen, fifteen year old girl knocks me the fuck out. Oh. That having been said, I love Fugazi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I dig that uh, the album isn't good. I, I don't. Um, that's what I get into. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about like being young and like being like this is this is the thing. This is like celebrating. Like for a lot of people, that is very new stuff. But what I what I actually find uh, mildly offensive is. And, and I don't know Katie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, her talk about gentrification, or anybody in the scenes talk about gentrification, mm. because if you if you're thinking gentrification means you don't have an aesthetically pleasing rehearsal space, like you're sort of racist. <laughs> I mean, and because this DC is not the land of you know disenfranchised white kids. Mm. Um. Not not to bring it down so much. Like I said, I was gonna. You don't have to say anything. There you about go. That, so. All right. But that that's how I feel about them, and and I feel like that's a problem because she's, there's a mouthpiece right now, and there's a thing that goes along with that type of music where it's like, oh, you're socially conscious and you're saying things that are like important and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not important for people to hear, and it's being like pinged and repeated and in in major publications in D.C. and it's mm. it's gross because like. We live in a neighborhood that I mean, this is this is a very nice house. Mm-hmm. We're priced out of it. Our neighbor may be priced out of it soon. Oof. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just it's not <laughs> like gentrification. I mean, and our neighbor's been here for forty years. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, it's complicated. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I I you know, like I said, I I got back here in nineteen ninety seven, and so I have seen quite a yeah, lot of changes. You, you know, I remember you know you did not. Uh, park on the street near the 9:30 club. Oh the hell 90s. no! No, you paid and you parked in that lot, so your car was safe. First place I lived in DC, 17th Street by Congressional Cemetery. Mm. I came up here in college to see the Stones. We literally had something like break our window. Yeah, like, while we were driving to the RFK. <laughs> oh my god! Like down the block. Yeah. So yeah, this is not this is not that city, and I mean there is mm-hmm. look gentrification is going to happen, but. This is that's the city. Yeah, I'm for uh, affordable rents as much as mm-hmm. I think most people in my situation would be. Uh, I don't know what is priest getting at. <laughs> well, I think what priest is getting at is like is like taking on the mantle of, and again, I am not. I gonna, thought you were going to stop at taking on the man. No, no, <laughs> no. Mm. I, I am not pretending in any. Uh, sense to speak for Katie because yeah. I'm, I'm sure she's like, I mean, she's obviously a very intelligent person, like, yep. but she's obviously like hasn't quite developed like what she's actually raging against. Like mm-hmm. she's taking on the man, but the man in her case is like, we need more rehearsal spaces, and you don't need more rehearsal spaces. You can create anywhere. We're doing this in my basement. You do this at your house. Yep. 
I mean, this gets into like the podcast conversation that I wanted to talk about a little bit. All right. But you, this idea that something is keeping you from creating something mm. is, I mean, I think, can we agree that this is sort of bullshit? <laughs> yeah. You know. So you, you're like, <laughs> yeah, no? Um, I think the technology has really uh, changed things and made a lot of efforts. You know, you can do a lot more at home now. Right. You don't have to leave Amazon Prime, Netflix. You know, you can... Sweet, be- sweet Amazon drones. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can I, make a whole good sounding record in your basement. Yeah. You know? With all the great computer stuff that we got these days. And you can put it up on Bandcamp mm-hmm. and make all the money yourself. I mean, I wonder what Katie wants to do. I mean, I does she want to work at a coffee shop and pay 300 bucks a month for rent? Like, is that what she's after? I And is that, like, sort of what she's championing? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. I mean, yeah. I, I just uh, it's turning into a podcast about Katie <laughs> career, uh, which we don't, we don't want to do. I mean, look, you know, look, I don't like the album. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen them. I know you've mm, seen them. I have seen them. They... them. I know I've seen much hyperbole. But one thing I can't say from everybody who's seen them, like, yeah. I do not doubt they are a fucking phenomenal live band. They are a great live band. They yeah. put on quite a live I, show, and know, I do appreciate that very much. You know, I, you know, I, and again, this gets into the curmudgeonly thing. Yeah. There's a point where you can be a great live band, but eventually you have to be seeing something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I don't think they are, but maybe they will. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, is if, if the, the conversation steers towards, you know, four publications being like, you know, X said this about gentrification, about this and this. It keeps perpetuating stuff that hasn't existed since 1987. Hmm. Like, that's not... Like, I don't personally know what that is. Because, I mean, it's just like... It's an aesthetic, but it's a gross aesthetic. It's just like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? You know? There are a couple songs on that record that seem... Very broad. One is a doctor, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which has the which has the chorus of "You well, put your fingers let, let, in let, other let, people's let, mouths all day." Let's, let's get off, <laughs> don't pre- you, doctor? Let's get off priests and like get, get in a little more of the modern like DC punk scene. Like, if you're gonna rage against something, like we're not a state, right? There's like, definitely a lot of stuff like, to be mad about. Like, if you're gonna rage against something, like we have pushed like the indigenous like culture out of the city. Like and now we're pushing like the middle class out of the city. Like if you want to rage against something, rage against that. Mm-hmm. Like, but not just like there's nowhere to rehearse and this is and um and mi- misquoting like what they were talking about, like talking about like rent control and stuff. Like, Mackay was talking about like this is uh this is a black city, like hmm. and and we're pushing them out. Yeah, like that's what he was talking. He wasn't talking about like. I can't afford my universal space, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's lost. Went off on a weird tangent that we may edit out because racist. <laughs> 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 Probably not. But whatever. Um, yeah. So so that that is one side of the DC scene that we have here. Yep. Um, but I, I mean, I love how positive the stuff like, uh, you know, the, the DIT thing and the Magnificent Intentions thing that you know the the rallying cry used to be DIY you know do it yourself and now the rallying cry is do it together and and you know i that 
you know, when I listened to the podcast that you did with Ryan and Brian and how Ryan was talking about that he really wanted to be a part of a scene and found, you know, that he made friends with all these people and Iota was kind of their home base and, and yeah. you know, decided to put on this, you know, little festival. And, you know, I think that's that's what I think of when I think about the DC music scene is, you know, bands that become friends with each other, like each other's sound, play shows together, support each other. I, you know, that's what I love about being a fan of the DC music scene. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Gus is back. So I'm going to talk a little bit about podcasts and then I want to circle back to like hometown sounds. Right on. We got, we got way, yeah, it's all we good. waited out and then, uh, <laughs> so we're doing this in my basement. Yes. You guys do this in your like, living room? Dining room table. Dining room table. Yep. You can do this anywhere. Yeah. What do you want to tell people about like doing this? Like, is it like do you? Is it worth it to have everybody's opinion out there? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, like this is my opinion. Like I, yep. I like had specific reasons for having you guys on. Like right. I wanted to talk about certain things. But, yeah. And you guys serve a certain like things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, with with what we do, um, our opinions are on display based on the stuff that we want to play for people, and you know. We we want the focus to be on the songs, and so we play them. We talk about them. We we sort of you know they say this is the uh, the album. This is where you can get it. This is the shows that are coming up. We talk about them a little bit, but but I you know I, I I'm I'm proud that the the music is you know, playing the songs for people is the focus. Um, so you know our opinions are present, but in a in a sort of a quieter way I think, which is fine. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of podcasts. I subscribe to more than I can listen to in a week based on my commute, which is not that long, which is not at all a complaint that I have to spend more time than just my commute listening to podcasts. Right. Um, So, and there are certain people that are great at it and there are certain people that um, are not as good. And, you know, I listen to them for a little while and I can unsubscribe and that's totally fine. (laughs) And I I have. Um, But... I mean, podcasts, I feel like right now, are kind of blowing up. Uh, oh, they, yeah. There was a front page article in the Washington Post well, a week or two ago about <laughs> podcasts. Although, that article is all about how par- podcasts are money. So, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not... Yeah. Uh, I mean... It, it would be a dream. I need some sure SM7s down here, and I just don't have them. <laughs> yeah, no. I, it would be a dream if I could not do my day job and instead do... Hometown sounds and podcasting for my day job. And, you know, there's, I don't know if anybody's really, apart from Ira Glass, I don't know if anybody's doing it for like their only job. No, you know, if you have your, if you have your brand, then yeah. you, you, then you're going to make money. Yeah. And if not, you know, if you're the guy like, uh, going back many years ago, like running the lost podcast, hmm. that's not accusing <laughs> Damon Lindelof. Exactly. you're not going to make money. Right. And, you know, like probably uh, Squarespace and Backblaze are not all that interested in supporting a podcast with such a very targeted audience that is at all interested yeah. in Trunk hearing Club what we're doing. I don't think Trunk Club wants much to do with us. Yeah, no. 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 Yeah, yeah, who knows? But, um, so, and that's well, it's fine. funny because I've actually, so the site's built on Squarespace. Yeah. I've actually hit them up. I'm like, come on! <laughs> You guys I'll keep nice fucking things. up the site with your fucking upgrades. Then, <laughs> That's why they don't want to sponsor you because you're going to talk is. shit about them. Yeah, exactly. But they also give them valuable code. I'm like, your site is broken like this, and here's how yeah. you fix it. And they're like, what? What? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I love podcasts. I think it's awesome that 
they are they're coming into vogue that people are you know that the the whole confluence of people having the smartphones having the cars mm-hmm. with the bluetooth or whatever the adapt you know the plug so that people you know easily can figure out oh i can just plug this in or sync this and like oh and i can you know download these podcasts when i'm at home or at work and yeah. then i got something great to listen to while i'm walking or driving or whatever at the gym um you know you got to be doing something while you do podcasts you cannot just sit there and i fall asleep immediately if i just want to listen to a podcast there was um who was it I was listening. I got this from a podcast. So yeah. somebody's listening to that's how, like, they're like, they got their me time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they went in, like, poured a bourbon and, like, listened to a podcast. Wow. I, it wasn't Kevin Smith, but I think it was, like, on, like, yeah. one of his, one of the people who works with, neither here nor there. Yeah. I I actually have that experience with This yeah. American Life and the new podcast serial. Yeah. I, no, that is, I'm locking in and I am just, following this and it's great storytelling yeah great hosting yeah yeah um i am i am totally happy to lay on the floor and just zone out to one of those shows yeah yeah because those are captivating those are really good yeah Yeah. you want to know where the story's going so do you do you want in your podcast do you want them to be like reflections of radio shows or do you want them to be something different i mean because like what you guys would do something what you guys do is definitely is different Mm -hmm. we do is definitely different because like you're gonna hear the word fuck way more times than you care to (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think we've ever had any real potty talk no not so much on our podcast that's fine it's a it's a choice yeah. yeah, yeah, it is a tr- yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I, no, I, I realize. Yeah, you guys haven't cussed. Yeah. No, that's that's actually kind of deliberate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we I don't know. We we'll do second and third takes to try to get try to to make sure we say it right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um. So why is that? We you know I'm a little bit of a perfectionist about how it sounds, and I will go through and delete as many ums as I possibly can. Yeah, me too. Oh, so you do that. We oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, Tony actually had the great idea a few weeks ago of like reducing the number of songs we put in the podcast. Um, and thank God, because it makes the editing a whole lot better. I'm not deleting think, that um. No, no, you totally should. <laughs> and, you know, it like, and I think that people enjoy it. I think, feel like people, it's a shorter time commitment. They, you know, like it just as much um, and it takes less time to listen to. Um, and yeah, I love that you guys are thinking about the same things that we think about. Cause, yeah, because I mean, we, we obviously like vacillated like back and forth on the on the format of what yep. we're doing. Sure. And yeah, that that is one thing. I will tell you about the ums. Here's the thing. Yep. It's uh, jean season now here in DC, so maybe not so good. But shorts like good. But hand in your pocket every time like you feel a pause coming on. Pinch yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. You will, you will not say it. Sure. I'm not good at this yet, <laughs> but I did try it. Um, and if we're, uh, yeah, so it is like, God, that's fascinating. <laughs> another, another reason why Paul and I will do second or third takes of a segment is that often I will n- figure out how to perfect a joke, perfect a punchline. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my, my secret trick, because Paul has, a, as, as you've heard, Paul has a wonderful laugh. Yeah, and I will sort of figure out my gags ahead of time mm-hmm. and not tell him, and so it'll he be will genuine. fall for it. And yeah, it will be totally genuine. Um, I you know there are moments where we have to redo it, and then I'll twist something. There you yeah. go. You know, nice. Yeah, I uh, I really love 
merging entertainment with music. I think putting yeah. a positive, upbeat, and happy spin on great music is a product that people are into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's... it, And like I was saying up front, like, it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, the reason that we do the podcast the way that we do it mm-hmm. is that we just want to play songs for people. You know, yeah. that's... I, I've done DJing off and on for quite a long time, and, like, that's, that's what I love doing is just playing stuff for people. Like, I found the song. I love it. I want you to hear it. Maybe you're going to like it. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're going to love it. Um, and I feel like nowadays, one thing that I've been asking people as I've been meeting people lately is, how do you do music? What do you do? How do you listen to it? Because, you know, back in the day That's when we were question. growing up, it was FM radio, cassettes, yeah. CDs, you know. Yeah, it was fucking Z100 on the Panasonic boombox. <laughs> yeah. Taped the top 10. And but you tape videos, I taped the top 10. Exactly. And nowadays, I, I had some DC 101 tapes that yeah. I made. Oh, man. That's awesome. And nowadays, you know, like Pandora mm-hmm. is the default. Pandora is the new is FM it? radio. Absolutely. Everybody has heard of Pandora. Most people, when they're not crazy music nerds, like obviously the three of us are, yeah. and they just want to hear something, they do Pandora. Um, and and it, it very few people go further than that to do Spotify where they actually pay for it or Songza or podcasts about music like All Songs Considered or some of the other ones that, spe- that right. focus on specific genres. Um, and I don't know how people hear about some of these bands that sell out the 930 Club that I've never heard of. I mean, I am focused on the DC thing. And I just don't, how do you, how do people, I mean, like, I listen to All Songs Considered, which is how I have heard of Sylvanesso. Absolutely. If it hadn't been for All Songs Considered, I don't know if I would have heard of it. Well, I mean, that that's a thing, um, and that's a difference between, like, the thing you and I do. Yeah. Um, there is a very, uh, there's various levels of engagement. Like, I, I'm engaged in a level that I am just, like, freakishly, Oh yeah. like, I have to absorb all of this hmm. and i hear about more bands than and this is not like being like look at my music dick like i hear about more bands than most <laughs> people like forget because like like i get them all i mean my inbox is like you know mm-hmm. two three thousand em- emails yeah it's fucking insane i don't understand it much like i don't understand why pink floyd is in my inbox <laughs> yep you know but apparently there's something that, that i don't think about at all uh that that I've built and the people that have, so, something something works something resonates there. Yep. Um, and so, in every scene that we have, like here in DC, mm-hmm. there's that in every town. And so take that, like, forty fifty bands. Take that and put that down in Richmond. Forty fifty bands. Take that and put that yeah. in Roanoke. Forty mm-hmm. fifty bands. Take it in Lynchburg. Just even in Virginia, and you're talking yeah. about 200 bands. Then take that and go to another state, and then okay. do that for every state, and then do that around the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we're big in France. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so, like, there is no way to filter that. Mm-hmm. And you hope that, like, people like you and I and you and, yep. like, can be the filter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I th- I think that's why you do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. More. I mean, 
beyond just like I love music or you love music or you yep. love music. Like it's like at some point, like like well, maybe I should like tell other people, like point down that Chris Richards uh, was down here, like where you were sitting, actually. Um, and he said he viewed his job as uh, being sort of the lighthouse. Oh yeah, right? and mm-hmm. and I think that's important. And I think it's it's a weird thing. Like uh, I know we have a specific style, <laughs> and you guys don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it, you know the cheerleader thing. I don't. I am always gonna like nudge up not not the people who cheerlead. Yeah, but like I'm always gonna like it, for me to cheerlead, <laughs> it has to be like. Really, honestly, like, I fucking feel this, like, all the way down. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, it's like, it's it's just not going to happen because right. it's just my nature to to look at stuff and dissect it a no, little you, but you, Kevin, you seem very much more about thinking, th- thinking things through all the way. Mm-hmm. Not all the way. I mean, and that, that's, that's the, uh, that's the weird thing is that if you... I don't know, man. Like you had an episode just like talking about the new Ryan Adams record. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> in depth. That. Yep. So yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, but the, so the reason for that is, is like I think what you guys do is I actually think what you guys do is more valuable than like what we do by far hmm. because you can put five artists that nobody's ever heard of out there, and then they'll be like, you know awesome yeah like, and, and they'll either like it or they won't right and what we do is is more like the ryan adams thing mm-hmm. it's things that like i want to talk about or some or somebody wants to talk about and so we end up talking about it and when we talk about it we do this <laughs> um, <laughs> Go in depth yeah and, and we talk about it and it's it's always i think though that's how people talk about music and i and and I think I think people who care about music—that's how they talk about it. There, there's a, a segment, and there's no problem with this. We talked about this with Ryan and Brian. Uh, people engage in music in, on different levels. Mm-hmm. They cannot disengage with it because it is in the very just—it's in your soul. It is is—it is who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, but some people like hear a beat and they're like, yes. Some people are like, I need more. Right. Yes. And some people are like, I need more than that. And so it, it's this like crazy fucking language that like you can't, you can't escape it. Like mm-hmm. nobody on the planet is going to look at you and be like, I don't like music. <laughs> but there's plenty of people who uh, all they do is listen to Pandora. Yeah. You know? And like, but they, those are the people that I'm talking about that don't really engage. They, they need yeah. the noise and, then, and that's fine. Right. And that's something that they know, which is perfect for Pandora, because Pandora says where you want to start, and you want to start with something you know, and then you make your five, your ten stations, and you listen to that, and you listen to the same stuff over and over again, mm-hmm. and uh, it kills your soul, and I hate that. So my, I, yeah, my I don't like Pandora. My experience with Pandora is... So, you, so, you, so you're like mid-evolution, or like yeah. high-evolution right there. <laughs> yeah. My experience with Pandora is ending up with carbon copies of oh, yeah. the first mm-hmm. song that you've put in. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I will, you know, put in AC Newman and then have a Destroyer song and mm-hmm. then go through all of that. And it's just, you know, I end up with some granddaddy well, a, or some guided by voices. It, it's and, a gross algorithm that picks like what you think you you like. And it's based on like, look, there is actually an algorithm, but oh, it's, yeah. un, it's, it's absolutely unknowable. If it was if, if there was if you could. 
if you knew how to like map out, like you're a programmer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you know the shit. Oh yeah. If if you could map out, like, how do I write a song? I just need this, this, if this is true, if this is false, like, but you know, Mm -hmm. and guarantee that it would make everybody happy. Then you could do it and everybody would do it. Mm hmm. And that would be what the singularity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that just that assumes that like people like one particular kind of music. They like these factors that go into it, and uh-huh. nothing else. And that is what makes me so sad because there's so many other different ways to put different factors together to make totally different kinds of music that people aren't hearing. You know, yeah. if if you plug in Ryan Adams to um, Pandora, are you ever oh, going to get to Sylvan Esso? No, you're probably never going to get to Sylvan Esso. You should, you though, might, yeah, you like, might, you would probably love it. Instead of sold more this year, like, exactly. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but and you know the people in DC, you know, they're not on Pandora a lot of the time. They're not on Spotify a lot of the time. Um, you know, they make an album, they put it up on Bandcamp, and it's only on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. It's for streaming, it's for purchase, only on Bandcamp, and it's really hard to get to that if you don't know where you're going, yeah. you know, and that's why we do what we do. Exactly. So, you know, I love it. And that's why I post music videos every day because people make music videos and they're, some of them are amazing, but who sees them anymore? You know, yeah. they post them on their Facebook, they post them on their Twitter, their fans who are already fans of them see it. That's not what music videos are for. Music videos mm-hmm. are for spreading the word uh, to people who haven't heard of you before, to see you, to understand what you're what you're all about, and that's yeah. why I want to do that. That's why I want to play music videos for people because I just want people to find out about this stuff more. I just want to break through the barriers that all this technology. I mean, you know, it used to be that we only had FM radio and Tower Records, um, and now there's all these different ways to even just hear about music, but it's so scattered and sporadic and people haven't even heard of songsa or rdo you know they don't even know what these things are and i hope that they hear about hometown sounds and go oh yeah what are the bands that are playing around in dc and then they just they they look at some music videos or they listen to the podcast or they just click on the internet radio station and hear all these different songs and they go wow i didn't even know that this stuff was happening here this i i didn't even know i liked hip-hop or alt country or ambient music you know what it's all about what do you guys think is the sort of immediate to medium term of dc music and i i mean that in the sense of do we think that the dc music scene has been growing in prestige in maybe the last couple of years no um <laughs> i mean growing in prestige i do you mean in a national level i i and i, I don't think it, i say no but I, I don't think it matters I'm, I'm just trying to liken things to, Here's, you know, an Austin, a Portland, a Brooklyn. Uh, f- from my perspective, I mean, you, Paul, you might, might disagree. Uh, I don't think necessarily the location matters. You're either making good art, good music, or you're not. In terms of is... DC way more fertile right now for that to happen? Absolutely. But I mean, what 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 does anybody gain if people are like, DC's in the national spotlight? Like somebody gets an album out of it, they go hundred thousand dollars into debt, 
tour the nation? I mean, r- r- really? I mean, I'm thinking about simply the likelihood that someone will f- have the preconception that good music comes out of DC uh, in a town that I don't think has been known for its music in oh, kind of a while. Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm saying. Well, part of it is that I, what I would be afraid of is if one band or, God forbid, two bands that sound kind of like each other were to break out and become the face of DC music, that everything else would be totally ignored. Everything that didn't sound like that. Right. You know, exactly. because that's the narrative that lazy music journalists want to write. Um you know, w- there was probably a lot of great stuff that was happening in DC around the same time as Fugazi, but Fugazi yeah. took all the air. And I mean, Chuck Brown. Right, exactly. Um, so, I, I mean, I love that there is a pretty awesome variety of stuff happening oh, in DC. I totally agree that there's a lot of variety, but I mean, some of the other big major cities aren't, aren't known, are, you know, are known for their variety as well. You know, sure. I, if, you know, whatever, pick your pick a dozen bands that have some kind of headquarters in Austin, like mm-hmm. Spoon or something, you know, uh, or Brooklyn. I I don't, um, you know, I I am invested in making just sort of making DC known as a respectable music town. Yeah, uh, and it's it's difficult. One, well, it's a transient city. Two, it's I. You know, the art, there's, you know, because it's a transient city and there's so much big government stuff. Absolutely. There's, there are so fewer ties to, like, local happenings. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at, like, what terms you're, you're going to be uh, wanting to make it, like, a respectable music town. I mean, we keep saying Chuck Brown, but look, the indigenous music of D.C. is not Fugazi. It's Chuck <laughs> Brown. <laughs> like, uh, that, that is, that is a fact. And, like... It could it cannot be repeated more. Like mm-hmm. so, people who, if you're talking about like wanting a certain type of music to be respected in DC, it's a little different. Um, I I think right now, um, like the Paper House, not the band Paper House, but the Paper House is yeah. getting enough attention that people are like starting to look critically at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when people look critically at it, like the we need to be prepared for people to be like, hey, band A, you're not so good. Band B, you're not so good. Band C, yeah, you're pretty good. You know? <laughs> like, and be okay with that. I mean, yeah. that, that's how you know you you build scenes. There, there are, it's like I said, we're transient. There, there, Austin is a much better place. It's more conducive. Like, have you been to Austin? I've not. So it, it is like factually more conducive to just oh yeah doing this stuff. Oh yeah, than uh, most places on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly due to this like proximity to Lukenbach and uh and Lockhart, but that's not here nor there. But I mean, d- there has definitely been a trend or a history of bands in DC hitting a fictional or actual ceiling. Yeah. And feeling the need to move to Brooklyn or LA. Gems is doing that now. Or I where know, are they headed to? LA, LA, I think. Yeah. Or Nashville, of course. Um yeah. to take their career to the next level mm-hmm. and you know f- more power to them well I mean, yeah, yeah but. i mean it's so expensive to live in dc that we all generally have to have day jobs and do our things on the side in the nights and the weekends mm-hmm. as you know that's kind of what everybody does here um 
But like you said about it being a, a music scene, I mean, there's Bob doing all songs and doing the Tiny Desk so that touring acts want to come here. At least there's that. But in terms of, uh, you know, finding a national audience, mm-hmm. um, unless there's a story that people can write like XX or Priests, it's very difficult, I imagine, for a deserving band to achieve that because of what's happening here versus what's happening in Nashville, LA or New York. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I always defer to like write good music, write a good song and people will come. I I know I do. I know that like that is unfortunately (laughs) like 5% of the equation. Yeah, man. Like there's so much, but it, but it mean like you guys all know, I mean, you're in a band, like you guys all know these bands and you talk to these people and stuff and you know, there's these dreams and say, I'm fucking going to do it and stuff. And then they get into, I had a conversation with somebody today about like, uh, doing a label thing and, Mm. and they're like, well, I didn't feel like, like I didn't really like the band. I'm like, well, I mean, you're, you're doing the label thing. So you have to like, (laughs) like, like it's a job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you create on your own time. If you're lucky, you create on somebody's time, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's still a job. Like, and, and we're in the city that all the jobs actually matter. Like all the jobs, <laughs> like, like this, this is DC is not a, a city and never will be a city where like people come to like, you know, you're not going to see the next Grateful Dead raise up here. It's like, mm-hmm. this is where shit in the world gets run. Yeah, it's a lot not it. going to change. Mm-hmm. You can disagree with that. I'm not. There's no judgment. I'm passing on whatever side of that you're on. Yeah, or how it's done. But mm-hmm. the fact is, it's done here. That's the focus of the city. The fact, the fact that we have such a vibrancy now in the vibrant house is, is I think what's spectacular. I think what people are getting jazzed about. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you guys are doing shit like I, I don't think, like me personally, like I could not have done this site anywhere else because mm-hmm. bands come through like say Richmond mm-hmm. but not every band comes to Richmond that's true 930 Club is in Richmond like I, not, w- I mean I was kind of surprised at one point when I went to Richmond and saw like one of their alt-weekly papers or whatever that they had listings for like IOTA yeah and and the 930 Club and whatnot well, and I was our, like, wow people from there actually come up here to see shows it's probably probably RVA Mag and yeah, yeah yeah I mean like when I was living there it was like a big show at the 930 Club or whatnot and then Iota and Jam and Java you know it's not that it's not that far no still further than I would go right to see because I don't have to cause but I'm, if you're down in, in that part of Virginia then right. you're just like yeah, okay but you know my point is like it this is a nexus of some sort. So you can be like evil, good, like otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to see it as. But it enables, like, I think the more creatives that pour into it, like you, like me, like you, like it's making it, we could make it a scene for that. Like, and that people are like, but like, I'm personally happy with being okay. Like, eh, maybe we won't, but at least we can, we can do. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. If that makes sense. <laughs> yep. I think it's about a good enough place to end. I mean, so hometown sounds. Drop all the uh, email links and web links and whatever. Right on the website's hometownsoundsdc.com. 
Some other jackass has hometownsounds.com. What? So don't go there. We have yeah. hometown-sounds.com because anytime anybody uses your URL, like not quite correctly, just get that one. You know, somebody on stage oh, gave me yeah, a shout yeah, out yeah. once and, and said it was DC Hometown Sounds. We've had like, chunky oh, asses register oh, for a while. Man, that's <laughs> awesome. yeah. yeah, why not? But that's also a separate business plan. That's so, right. Like, yeah, that's banking that. So uh, on all the social media, at Hometown Sounds, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine. I'm, I got a really good Vine of Paul oh, Air rapping God. a couple that weeks ago. That was a good Vine. That was a terrible Vine. What do you mean? You were totally in it. Everybody likes Send it. Send it to me. It'll go in the show notes. There you right go. On, man. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for coming by. I, right on. I feel, like, I feel like we should do this again because I mean, this is... Yeah. We busted what, almost an hour and a half. Woo! And, uh, hot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling we can uh, talk for more. Yeah, man. I hope awesome. we will soon. See you soon. You gave me every indication. See, what did I tell you up front? That was a great conversation with uh, Paul and Tony. Uh, thanks to them again for coming down to the basement. Uh, enduring me spilling beers on the laptop, which happened uh, twice. So, uh, But that's what happens when uh, we get together. We have fun, talk about a thing that we love. Uh, things get a little out of control sometimes. Uh, if, if you got anything out of that podcast, the very least I hope you got was that you should go to Hometown Sounds and check out what they're doing over there. I'll put the link in the show note. Uh, but go uh, if you haven't before. Listen, you know, open your ears. Uh, you know, hear what's going on in the city around you. Sort of explore that stuff. Uh, they are, they are one of the first and last places you should be going uh, to do this. Uh, they're phenomenal. Uh, the work that they're doing. So uh, thanks to them for doing that and being on the podcast. Uh, that is our podcast for this week. Like I said up front, uh, it's going to be our only podcast uh, due to Thanksgiving. So I would say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope you get all the turkey uh, your face desires. Uh, everyone travels safe. Uh, so hope you survive your family if it's got one of those type of things going on. Uh, at any rate, uh, enjoy yourselves. And hopefully spend a little bit of time enjoying this uh, while you're enjoying yourselves. Uh, coming up in the next few weeks, uh, right after Thanksgiving, I'm sitting down and talking with uh, singer, songwriter, classical guitarist, or uh, extraordinaire uh, Marion McLaughlin. Uh, so that's going to be coming up. Trying to get uh, Bobby Thompson on here uh, sooner rather than later, hopefully. Uh, and then we're going to roll into our end-of-year podcasts. Uh, so those will be coming out. Uh, you're actually going to hear from Paul again on our end of the year. Uh, we're going to do a special edition this year for just uh, local D.C. bands. So we're going to have him, uh, Quinn, and Tori, who you know, on. So it's going to be fun. And then the week after that, uh, right before Christmas, is going to be the big blowout party, uh, which some of you listeners may have already got invited to, where we're going to talk about the uh, the year that was, or is about to be was, uh, 2014 in music then. So uh, look forward to all that. Thank you guys for listening as usual, uh, and we will see you later. <laughs>